Hey everyone, this is Zach Womble. This is the Full Court Press, a basketball podcast dedicated to Sumner County and Montgomery County with myself and Brady McAtamney, Main Street Preps reporters and editors. You know, I had a lot of fun last year doing my football podcast, and I regretted last year not doing a basketball podcast, so I thought I definitely want to do one this year. So I got to thinking of how I wanted to do it, and I think I've come up, or we've come up with a pretty good show. Um, we're just going to talk all things Sumner County, all things Montgomery County, who we've seen this week, some players to look out for, what our week of coverage looks like, and some other things. And And we'll dive into more of our basketball love as we move forward this season. But as far as Episode 1 is concerned, I hope you enjoy it and uh, give us any feedback that you may have. So without further ado, let's dive right into Episode 1 of the Full Court Press with Zach Womble and Brady McAtamney. to episode one of the Full Court Press, a basketball podcast dedicated to all things hoops. My name is Zach Womble. The first thing I forgot to get was Brady Mack's last name and how you pronounce it. So I'm going to let him do that for everybody so I don't butcher it on the first time. So Brady, hey, hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking the time to do this. And, and can you say your last name for our listeners? Yeah, Zach, I actually just realized this past week you asked me to send the pronunciation to you, and uh, I was thinking I got to send that to him, and I forgot, so that's my bad. Uh, but I'm Brady McIntamney. Um, I, I cover Montgomery uh, County Sports uh, here in uh, Clarksville. Yeah, Brady Mac. Um, Brady Mac actually turned into Brady Mac during football season with uh, on the field with, with George Plaster. Uh, we kind of were caught between a rock and a hard place on live air, so that's how Brady Mack was born. But um, as, as far as this podcast is concerned, I cover Sumner County sports. He covers Montgomery County, uh, all things hoops. And so if you, you're looking for coverage, that's who you go to for Clarksville area, Sumner County, obviously I've got you covered. And, and in today's episode, we just wanted to kick things off uh, pretty easily. We want to talk about the teams and the players that we've seen so far this season, who has stood out and kind of what we think early projections might be. So Brady, I'm going to let you go first. Who have you, who have you seen this year and uh, who stood out to you? So I've seen uh, just about every team here in Montgomery County. We got uh, eight schools um, between all the public schools, uh, Montgomery Central, uh, which is in Cunningham, but still Montgomery County and uh, Clarksville Academy, which is our one private school. I've seen um, all the schools so far, except for Northwest and Montgomery Central, though we have had freelancers out to both teams. I'm actually seeing Northwest tonight. Um, and then I, I'm going to get to Montgomery Central at one point or another. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm making it a point. I'm going to see him. Um, but so far, um, I think the best two teams on both the boys' side and the girls' side, um, as far as the boys' side, it's, uh, it's got to be Northwest right now. Or I'm sorry, Northeast. Northwest is the best side, uh, the best girls' team. But uh, Northeast is the best boys' team right now. Um, that's not really a surprise. They came um, like – two seconds away last season from making it to the state uh, 
state tournament. And uh, obviously that state tournament didn't end up happening because of COVID, uh, but they've got a chance to get back there this year. Uh, they lost to Hillsborough on a buzzer beater in Nashville and to go there and play such a good team down right to the final buzzer. Um, that's impressive. And they've been playing well again this year. Um, they're not as deep necessarily as they were last year. They did lose a couple of key players, but they have brought some guys in as well. They're getting their football players back after they, their football team made a little bit of a run. Um, and they, they do have some things to clean up. Um, like I said, they're not super deep, so foul trouble has become a little bit of a problem early on. Uh, one of their best players, Isaiah Farrier, um, the, the way I see it, the game is too slow for him. He's just too fast for the game. He's too athletic for high school basketball, so sometimes he just catches himself getting fouls because he's just faster than everybody. He beats them to the spot and he's just, sometimes he might hit someone's arm just because he's there before the arm is there. Um, so it, it, once he can really manage, he's a senior this year, but once he can manage to really let the game slow back down for him, um, he's going to be absolutely be one of the top players in Clarksville and possibly the mid state. Um, they've got a lot of other really good players as well, and that's really the team to look out for on the boys' side. On the girls' side, we've got Northwest, who um, actually went to the region semifinals last year, if I remember right. Um, lost to Rossview in the district championship, but Rossview is a lot weaker this year, and Northwest is better as far as I can tell. They've got Tamia Scott, who uh, was – the, probably the second best player in the county last year after Clarksville Academy, Sydney Boykin, who's now playing at Mercer. Um, so now it's all Tamia Scott in the county. She is just straight up dominant. She can, she's, she's also bolted up this year. She's a lot stronger this year. She can play in the post. And if you want to guard her in the post, dedicate two players to her in the post, she can step out and hit threes as well. She's just absolutely dominant. And she has showed that so far. Couple things, uh, North Northeast, yeah, they're 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 a solid program year in and year out. I'm I'm pretty familiar with them. You know, I used to cover Robertson County, so I'd see them against like Springfield and stuff in district play. Yeah. And they always showed out. They always had a good team. And then moving to Sumner County, that's the region they match up with in the, mm -hmm. in the region tournament to get to the substate. So seeing them against the the likes of Station Camp uh, has been a lot of fun last year. And then like yep. you said, losing losing that tough game to Hillsborough and that buzzer beater. Uh, just just a couple seconds away from getting to state, I, I fully think that they have what it takes to 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 be one of the better teams in Clarksville, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And then Northwest, uh, you, you talk about them; they just beat a Sumner County opponent, JP Two, who is a mm -hmm. decently good girls team. To me, Scott, uh, as you mentioned, playing well, led by head coach Ben Wallace. Uh, shout yep. out to uh, the Detroit Piston legend, Ben Wallace. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you're right. I mean, those two teams have been solid so far this season. And I think Clarksville, year in and year out, I mean, they just – they play hoops very well up there. Uh, they've always got some good teams, and, and they're going to be well represented. Yeah, but, this is, it's a good hoops town for sure. And, um, yeah, you mentioned those Sumner County teams. Um, Northeast actually met up with Beach for the first game of the season this year for both of those teams. And uh, the girls' game was pretty good. Um, but the boys game, I mean, Northeast kind of just ran away with that one. Yeah, they did. And that's kind of a little, a little surprising. It kind of segues a little bit into to Sumner County. And, and I w did want to talk about Beach. Uh, so let's talk about them first. Their boys, uh, Christian Shaw, Andrew Page. Um, they've got three-point shooters, Sam McClendon, Braden uh, Brinkley, um, Jackson Long. They're a long team as far as length is concerned underneath the basket. So they can, they can play really good defense. But against, against a team as athletic and then wants to get out and run like Northeast, mm -hmm. I think they kind of struggled. I did not see that game. But just judging off of past performances, it, it, um, that's probably what happened. 
But yeah. they're a team – the Beach Boys are a team that I fully expect to make a run at that number one seed in District 10 AAA. They actually lost just a, a tough game on the road at Gallatin on Friday. Gallatin out to a 5-1 and one start. you got to give them a lot of credit. Uh, Coach Bobby Luna getting it done with the Martin brothers, et cetera. And uh, Cade and Ty, I'm talking about A.J. Owens, Jack Rich- Richardson. They're a team that wants to get out, push the pace, shoot the three-point ball. I think in their game against Creekwood that I've seen this season, they, they made 15 three-pointers. So they're not afraid to let it fly, and they can obviously hit it. And then the Gallatin girls um, getting a win over Beach as well. Jamia Montgomery, she leads that team. She's a good guard-forward combo that can kind of guard your best player, can push in transition, can set your offense up. So Gallatin girls and boys in Sumner County should make a real run at, at District 10 AAA. The problem with on the girls' side is, Brady, um, Wilson County has Green Hill led by Sherry Abner, former Westmoreland mm-hmm. girls coach, that's probably going to be the favorite this year. Uh, added Sydney Rochetto uh, in the offseason, talented three-point shooter, talented oh, yeah. basketball player, I guess that's what I should say. And then, um, you know, they're going to be tough in Lebanon. Girls going to be tough, a team that yep. made Always. it to the state tournament last year. So, uh, I think Summer County so far has set up to have some really good basketball be played. Uh, I, know, I know Clarksville has as well, just judging off of what you had to say. Um, but so far, so good, right? Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned Sydney Rochetto with Green Hill. Um, that was actually one of the first games I watched this year was when Green Hill came and played at Clarksville High. And um, and Sydney Rochetto scored, I, I don't know, t- over 20 points for sure. She led the team in points. But Clarksville actually won that game on almost a buzzer beater. I think they scored with like two seconds left and won that game. But that was just that's, – that's going to go down as one of the best games this year. And it was like the first night of the season. It was just an incredible game. And those are two teams, Clarksville and uh, Green Hill, that I could absolutely see making a run in the postseason. Just two super talented teams. Real quick point on Sydney. The first time I became aware of her, I believe it was two years ago, maybe – yeah, I believe it was two years ago. She was playing the Wilson Central was playing station camp in the district tournament. And I think I think Wilson Central scored like maybe thirty eight points in the entire game, and I think she had maybe thirty four of them. So uh, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's and, that and kind of was, player. It wasn't like station camp wasn't playing any defense. They were they were picking her up three quarter court, but she was just draining shots and and getting to the bucket and making. I mean, she's a she's a talented basketball player that will play uh, at the next level for sure. I think absolutely actually maybe Wofford. If I'm not mistaken, is is her college of choice? I'm not 100% on that, but I think I think that could be right. Anyways, speaking of Sydney, a player, let's move on to our players to watch this week, maybe even this year. Who you got an eye on as far as who's uh, who's going to stand out and make that breakout year this year, Brady? Right. So uh, one game that I or one matchup I should say that I saw last week was um, Rossview versus Clarksville, um, and I got one player from each school um, on the boys' side. Um, he wasn't necessarily the best player, at least offensively on the court. Um, but Ross views Ronald Jessamy. He is a sophomore, 15 years old and wears a size 19 shoe. Ooh. Yeah, he is, uh, he's, he's a little taller than me right now. I'm six foot. So I'd say he's about six, one, six, two right now. But you know that with that shoe size being only 15 years old, he is still growing. He's, 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 he better be getting good meals right now because he's, uh, he's going to be, he's going to be a big, big kid uh, in a couple of years here. And the grocery um, list is pretty long for his mom and dad. Oh yeah. I feel bad for whoever's going to, uh, to Walmart or to Kroger for him. Um, but he is um, just an absolute force defensively. Um, he's not, 
the tallest kid in the city right now. Um, but he is, he's, he's got to have a case for being the strongest because um, the way that he dominated the paint against Clarksville, who admittedly is not a big team, they have a lot of really good guards and not a ton of forwards, um, but he was just blocking shots left and right. They could not get into the paint against him. Um, and, and like I said, this kid is 15. Um, so he has a chance to absolutely blossom this year and beyond being only a sophomore. Um, I mean, the, the the sky seems like it's the limit for this guy. And I know that's a super cliche thing to say, but uh, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to the way this kid can play. Um, on the girls' side, though, um, I mean, the, I have to go with Imari Berry for Clarksville High. She is a freshman, and before she even set foot on the floor and, and in high school, she had offers from Vanderbilt and Murray State. Wow. She is just – I mean, she's a basketball player. You can just tell by watching her. She has a crazy length in her arms. She's got long legs. She can steal the ball. She makes it look so easy. She's one of those players – I don't know if you I don't know if you've ever seen a player who she, she doesn't look like she's even going at full speed but the game is going at full speed around her like it just she just seems to slow the game down around her and it just looks so easy for her um the way she's able to steal the ball the way she's able to get in transition pass the ball find open teammates it's it's uncanny really um she's tall for a freshman um she's usually one of the three or four tallest players on the court but she has absolute just pristine guard skills at the moment um so she's going to be a tall guard um going up against girls who are you know five six inches shorter than her and um just the way that she's already this good and one of the i don't know i want to say she's one of the three best players in the county already and she's played like four games it's pretty incredible um like I, i i can only imagine the kind of offer she can get she's already being compared to bashara graves who um, is the last great Clarksville girls basketball player who went and played at a UT. Um, people are, people are already giving her that kind of lofty praise as, as a, as a freshman at college. It's pretty, or sorry, freshman at high school. Um, it's pretty incredible. What's, I guess what's going to be interesting about that, because you're right, Barry is a name that I've heard. Um, I can't remember who it was and maybe you can help me out when she was in middle school last year from Sumner County, maybe it was one of the station camp teams, played up in Clarksville for the tournament. And I think Barry had a big game and led, led her middle school to, to the, to the win. But anyways, what I wonder about her is, is if that, um, is if the stretch of games is going to come where everything gets too fast for her if, or if, or if everything's still going to be seamless for her. It sounds like to me that she's just kind of stepped in right away and it's been, it's been pretty easy for her. If, if, mm-hmm. if what it sounds like is, is uh, is happening but um, yeah I, I actually i mentioned sydney Rochetto in that uh that green hill game where uh clarksville and green hill went right down to the buzzer at over in overtime um barry's the one who hit that game winner um she had an, a euro step into the lane um hit a reverse layup with like two seconds left to win the game she had i think 24 points in that game so her and sydney Rochetto, you know one of the best players in the mid-state were going head-to-head and that was her first high school game um, however, she did struggle a little bit against Rossview uh, last week. Um, she had her moments where she did look like a freshman. Um, so like you said, um, she, it, there could be a stretch where she does have some learning to do, but she's got good coaches around her. She's got a very senior-led team, um, and I think that's going to be really good for her development. Imani Berry, Imani Berry, a name to look out for, a player to watch for as we move forward this season. A couple players that I want to mention, um, Sam Specht at JP2, just recently set the scoring record 
over there. I believe it's a, over 1,700 points scored in his career, still counting. Uh, and it seems like this kid has been on the radar in Sumner County as among the best for the last three years. Uh, I haven't got to see him play this year, unfortunately, just because of scheduling, whether it be they have them on the road or a game getting canceled due to COVID. Now they're not at home until December 21st. So I, I haven't seen him play. I haven't seen him grow since last year. But I can say he's a basketball player. He's a hooper. He's about 6'7", can get his shot, can get to the bucket, handles the ball well, is your guy that you want to get the ball to if you're ever being trapped or, or pressed or anything like that, is your calming force for that JP2 men's basketball team. Uh, so I'm super excited to see how he's developed over the summer from last year to this year. Uh, he is clearly the defensive strategy for every team that, that JP2 faces this year, yet he's probably going to average close to 20 points per game. If I'm not, if, 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 yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident saying that he's going to average probably 20 points per game at when the season is over, um, maybe a little bit more um, cause he can just go get you a bucket. He's that guy that you need uh, in the, in the crunch time to, to go score a basket for you. And then the next one is uh, Marissa Wirtz, uh, a guard over at station camp. At one point this season, she was averaging 40 points per game. Uh, she, she then dropped another 30 piece uh, and has continued just her, her rampant pace through the start of the season. You know, she has, I don't know if, if the if benefited is the right word from a coaching change, but she has the, the transition from one staff to the next has been super easy for her. Uh, she's doing the same thing that she was done last year, maybe just a little bit more, which is they're handing her the keys to the office and say, go push the ball, go get a bucket, shoot what you want. And, and, and go fill up the score sheet for us. And she has done that. Uh, Station camp off to a really good start this season. Mm-hmm. The game that I did see them play, though, they struggled. Uh, she struggled against a good Westmoreland girls basketball team. So it'll be interesting. Those two, those two though, have, have stood out so far at the start of the season. Yeah, I mean, that just – I think, in my opinion, that shows maturity. Not a lot of high school kids can um, go from one coaching staff to another and take it in stride like that and not only – handle it, but get better from it. That's, um, that's, that's a pretty special thing to see out of, um, out of, out of a kid. Yeah, absolutely. And I think she's just going to continue this pace um, because like I said, they, they, Kendra Jackson have, has made no bones about it. She wants to get out and push the, push the pace, push the ball. And, and Marissa, she's a long, tall guard and, and she can get to the bucket in a hurry. So if a team is pressing her and they get out, she can get to the basket one, two, boom, you know, there's two points right then and there. So um yeah, two players definitely to look out for as we move forward uh, this season. All right, Brady, we have talked about the teams that we've seen so far this season, uh, some players that have stood out. Now let's talk about the week ahead. It's Monday when we're recording this podcast. We've got games all week. So what's your, uh, what's your week looking like? Right. So uh, I mentioned earlier um, that tonight, Monday, I'm going to uh, Northwest to watch Clarksville Academy versus Northwest. Um, we got uh, – the girls game first boys game right after uh tomorrow on tuesday i'm heading back to rossview where i was on friday to watch northeast versus rossview which i think is just going to be um just a heck of a game uh friday the schedule is kind of interesting um i haven't i haven't totally figured out my friday schedule yet because we got really three games in the city and all of them seem to be of um equal interest to me we got rossview at kenwood northwest at montgomery central and Nashville Christian at Clarksville Academy. Um, we've also got Northeast at Springfield, which could be interesting as well. You mentioned, uh, you know, those Robertson County teams uh, that we see a lot of in, uh, in for Montgomery Central Schools, or sorry, Montgomery County Schools. Um, 
but I haven't exactly figured out which one of those it'll be, but I, I'd assume we'll probably get coverage of all three um, between myself and our freelancers. Yeah. I, you've got some, so you've got a Monday game and a Saturday game. I don't, I don't get that. I've only got Tuesdays and Fridays here for high school ball. Um, tonight, actually, I'm going to run over and catch some middle school action. Station Camp Middle School is playing Knox Doss. I haven't seen a middle school game uh, yet, but uh, Station Camp is undefeated so far this season, both boys and girls. So I figured go see them play, see how that turns out. But yeah, a little jealous that you've got, you've got more options than I do for high school ball this week. Yeah, it's it's really nice. You know, like I said, um, the city just loves its basketball, man. Um, with with having so many schools too, with having eight different schools, you're bound to get at least one to play. Maybe on a Monday, maybe on a on a Wednesday, maybe on a Thursday, or maybe even over the weekend. Which we actually had a weekend game this past weekend where. Uh, I believe it was Northeast played against uh, Brentwood Academy and uh, lost that game. But I mean, those are two really, really good basketball yeah, teams. Um, but yeah, this, the city just absolutely, it can't get enough basketball. And for me, someone who is the same way, um, it, it, it brings joy to my heart for sure. Yeah. Um, so for me this week, I, I've got two games on that I'm looking at Hendersonville versus Mount Juliet on Tuesday. I think I'm going to cover and then I'm going to send a freelancer to Beach versus Wilson Central. And then on Friday, Gallatin versus Station Camp. You got your oh, – yeah. no-brainer. Your in-city battle between those two schools, first meeting uh, of the season. It should be a really good game, both boys and girls. Uh, seriously, I mean, I think – and you know this, going to games, sometimes you're, uh, one game is more intriguing than the others. This mm-hmm. is not that game. I think girls and boys from start to finish is going to be a battle. And, I, and I'm very much looking forward – uh, to that Friday game. But, yeah, that's that's what I got this week. Hendersonville, Mount Juliet on Tuesday, Gallatin Station Camp on Friday. But I know it will be uh, a fun week of games. And I think – and we'll talk about this here in a second. Actually, let's go ahead and segue into that. Um, so, in honor of the Full Court Press, the name of our show, I decided to um, – or I thought it would be fun to do a little game, a little game segment – so I'm looking through the different defenses of your full court press, and there are several, mm-hmm. several obviously. First one I come up to is the two two one full court press. So I thought, Brady, how can we incorporate this into the podcast? And so I, I was just thinking about it, and so I figure I come up with two teams, two players, and one winner to look out for this week. So Brady, this is the first installment of the two two one full court press game. Two teams, two players, one winner to look out for this week. So what do you got for me? Yeah, so the uh, 2-2-1 game that I'm looking at uh, this week is I mentioned earlier that uh, we'll have Northeast at Rossview. Um, I'd expect – I'm going to – for the boys game, I'm going to predict that Northeast will win this game. But Rossview is a team that is kind of surprising this year. Two years ago, they were the top seed in the district and lost. They were upset in the district tournament. And last year, they just didn't come back the same. They – Oh, I want to say they were the, I don't know, six or seven seed. They, they didn't win a ton of games. Um, it was, it was a, a down year for Rossview. And um, they came back this year and beat Clarksville, who was undefeated um, going into their game. And that's a rivalry game, so you're going to come to play. But they held uh, Clarksville to under 60 points just a couple days after they scored 111 against Montgomery uh, County or against Montgomery Central. Yeah, you don't see that in high school basketball. No. Um, 
So they this is this is a legitimate team. Um, I don't think they're legitimate enough yet to beat Northeast, who we've established as one of the best teams in the mid-state at the moment. Um, but the two players I'm looking at um, is I'm going to go back to Ronald Jesme. This he's probably the best defensive big man we have in the county at the moment against Jalen Hooks, who is without a doubt the best offensive big man in the county. This is a guy who could average 15 points per game this year on a team that already has two or three other guys who are capable of averaging 15 points. Um, this dude is just big. He's strong. He's got a jump shot. He's got a hook shot. He can draw fouls. He can hit his free throws. He's just all an all around very, very good offensive player for Northeast. And I think him versus Jessamy on, uh, on Tuesday is going to be an absolute battle. And I cannot wait to see which of them comes out on top. Um, I think Hooks at the moment has an advantage because he is a senior compared to Jesse, who's a sophomore. Um, but that's the kind of game that can harden you. And uh, I think that's the kind of game that will make Jesse better in the future. And the second time they meet up, if this one goes how I expect, the second time they meet up, it might not go that way again. Very good. Very good. Learning something already about Clarksville Montgomery County schools, mm-hmm. Brady Mac. The 2 2 1 that I am looking at, two, two, uh, we'll start with the two games. I've got Gallatin boys at Green Hill, and then I got Hendersonville girls versus Mount Juliet. I think Gallatin boys on a roll, five and one to start this season on the road. That's going to be a tough test. I know Green Hill is struggling so far to start this season, but that is a team that, is, that was able to pull, including the coach, uh, a few kids from Mount Juliet. Troy Allen steps over with a few kids over to the Green Hill program. That's going to be a team. It's going to be a tough out. And listen, anytime you play on the road, especially as, as a teenager, uh, anything, can, anything can happen, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I yep. think if, if, if Gallatin get, can get the Martin brothers, Ty and Cade Martin going, can get A.J. Owens going, can get Jack Richardson uh, and, and those guys going to, to hit their shots and just rebound the ball. And listen, Gallatin's always going to play defense. That's what Bobby Luna preaches. And uh, he, you don't, you're not a successful – is Bobby Luna without doing something right, and, and, and defense is what they do. I oh, mean, yeah. so I fully expect it's going to be, if if any, if nothing else, it's going to be a, a I think a low scoring game that is fully defensive. But I think Gallatin has enough players to to come out and um, and can get the job done. That's actually my one winner this week that I want you to look at is the Gallatin boys on the road at Green Hill. But back to my other game, Hendersonville girls versus Mount Juliet. Kelly Reed has done a nice job, stepped in, coming from Springfield. I believe the Lady Commandos are three and zero. I have not seen them that have not seen them yet this season. Um, but from everything that I can tell from a box score, which usually isn't a lot, is uh, mm-hmm. they're improved. They play defense. They play hard. Uh, they can get buckets. They're they're scoring more than what they were scoring last year. Uh, and this is a Mount Juliet girls team that doesn't return a lot from last year. And this is a game that Hendersonville can win. And this is the game that if Hendersonville can win, they, they can they can maybe get out of that eight seed, that seven seed conversation, and maybe get into that six and five seed conversation. So that's one game that I'm looking forward to this week. And my two players, Justin Biggs from Hendersonville High School, you know, the, the one game that I did see their boys play, he did not play in due to contact tracing, uh, but he's a key returner from last year that can get points, can get rebounds. He's a big boy that will play in the paint for you, can, you know, hit his free throws. So he is one player to look out for this week. And then the girls player that I'm looking forward to is Jeremiah Montgomery and seeing how she does against Marissa Wirtz and Station Camp. 
Station Camp is going to press them all game long, so I'm interested to see if Montgomery, a senior, can handle that, can lead their team to a victory. So those are my two two ones for today. And, uh, hey, I think it went pretty good for the first time trying it out. Not too bad, yeah. And I just want to also give um, just a, a second game a quick shout-out real quick. I know I, I did my one game with two players and then uh, one winner, but uh, I did want to give a shout-out to uh, the Northwest versus Clarksville Academy girls game that we'll be seeing tonight on Monday. Um, though we already mentioned uh, Ben Wallace's team and how they're looking very good so far. Um, but Charles Clark, former head coach of Kenwood last season, um, has taken over at Clarksville Academy this season after losing their best player and one of the best coaches in the area in Kerry Daniels, who went up to coach her alma mater in Indiana after last season. And um, he's done a pretty good job with them. They won their district and went, made a state title run, but lost one of the best players, a division one guard in Sydney Boygan. And they're looking pretty good so far. Um, and I think they're going to have a pretty good game tonight against Northwest. Last thing we have to talk about because it, it is being asked is COVID and how it's going to affect mm-hmm. the season, how we think it's going to affect the season. We're seeing games canceled left and right. Like, for instance, Beach Boys are not going to play Portland Boys on Friday because of COVID. Portland Girls are not going to play Lebanon Girls tomorrow because of COVID. I'm sure you've probably had some cancellations. Yep. Are you hearing anything? I mean, I'm hearing nothing but pessimism personally. The coaches think that this thing's going to get shut down. What are you hearing? Yeah, um, I, I like to be realistic with a dash of optimism. Usually that's just kind of a general rule for my life. Um, but I, I don't feel great about it right now. Um, I, I really, really hate to see that. But um, tomorrow we were supposed to have uh, Clarksville versus Springfield. That's a classic rivalry game, and it's not happening now um, because Springfield had to shut down the boys program uh, because of cases. Um, I, I I should have done this more last year, but it's a requirement this year that really before I go to any game, I have to email or text the coaches and say, Hey, is this game still happening? Which um, it, it's not, it's, it wasn't always necessary for in region games last year or in district games last year, but for every single game this year, um, I I'm emailing them and saying, Hey, I just want to make sure that I, I'm not missing something that I can still come to this game, that this game is still happening um, because you just don't know. Um, we were supposed to have um, – today was actually supposed to be Clarksville Academy uh, versus Ensworth, um, which we know Ensworth. I mean, it's neither of our coverage areas, but they've got some ab- absolutely insane talent over there. Um, but that was canceled and uh, paved the way to this Clarksville Academy versus uh, Northwest game. We were supposed to have White's Creek versus Northwest on Wednesday. That's not happening anymore. Uh, Montgomery Central at Creekwood on Thursday. Um, as far as I know, it's still on, but I could – be tweeting out later tonight that that game is canceled because that's just how this season is going. Um, I actually tweeted I, uh, when I was at the Rossby versus Clarksville game last week. Um, it was really sad for me to see because that gym was almost entirely full. Um, and as someone who, well, one likes personal space, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one thing, but also I, I want to see this season played as much as we can get having having the state tournament canceled last year even though I didn't have any teams in it was just a punch in the gut because these kids worked so hard to get there and there were some really good basketball teams in there that I wanted to see play for a state title Um, and not having that was just awful and I don't want that to happen again this year Um, there were people uh, so I'm sure your schools are doing something similar but 
um, the schools in Clarksville are kind of putting like notices on every other row saying, you know, please don't sit here. We're trying to social distance, whatever. And people were just ignoring it completely. Um, people were sitting on those rows right next to each other, even stretching out and, you know, putting their shoulders back on the row behind them, laying their legs out in the row in front of them, taking up more space than you could possibly even want in a gym that's already almost completely full. It's supposed to be 25%. Um, these games that I was at last week were probably closer to 80. And that's just, we're not going to get a full season if that keeps happening and that's not enforced soon. Um, so I really hope that that can get tightened up soon. Um, but until then, I don't feel great. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think the first thing we have to do is we need to start capping our capacity and, and sticking with it. Listen, this isn't football, but this is a lot like volleyball. And volleyball yeah. made it through their season, right? Guess how they made it through their season? They capped their season tickets and they made sure their crowd sizes were down. And yeah. listen, I understand there's more people that wants to go see big basketball games. I get yeah. that. I understand that. Well, it, you wanted to go see football games and sometimes it just didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we just have to – and I can get fired up about this if you can't tell. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, we because I'm like you, the last thing that I want to see happen is, is basketball get canceled. This is my favorite sport. I, I live for basketball season. I mean, mm -hmm. I just absolutely love it. But we're not going to get through it if we're not responsible. And you know what? I don't want to see this happen, but one thing that would not surprise me, because I don't think they can take a chance and have the state tournament canceled again. So it wouldn't surprise me if they say we're shutting everything down until district play starts, you know, January 8th or whatever that date is. Yeah. Uh, you know, Christmas tournaments, sorry, you know, unfortunately got to get canceled, you know, yeah. or, or, or what have you. And just give them three weeks off or, or whatever it may be. But even then, I, I don't know, but I just – they can't cancel their, their, their state tournament for a second year in a row. No way. Yeah, and that's actually something we, we, were, we just talked about recently um, is that's, that's something I could totally see is if they just say, you know what, no holiday tournaments this year. We're going to be on holiday break, you know, go home, spend Christmas with your families or something, um, but just shut things down for a couple weeks. Um, just get everything out of your system. If you got any players who are sick or might be sick or might be exposed to someone who's sick over this holiday season, because let's be honest, people are going to be the, seeing their families on Christmas or whatever holiday that they celebrate. Um, and that's just going to possibly be a potential hotbed for spreading the virus and shutting down programs. So I think it would be best, um, like you said, if they just sent out a mandate, um, you know, no basketball from, you know, December X to January 8th, and uh, then we'll, get district play fully under swing I, or uh, under underway in full swing. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. Um, but I think, yeah, I agree with you. That, that should probably be the uh, line of thinking that they're going with right now, because like you said, they just cannot afford to lose the state tournament again. Well said big game, a lot of big games this week, Brady. I want to thank you for doing this with me is a lot of fun. Uh, I think next week, listen, Brady is, I'm jealous of Brady. Brady is from the Michigan area. Detroit area, right? Um, and mm -hmm. he grew up going to Pistons games, grew up going to NBA games. I am jealous. I am yep. super jealous of that. Uh, maybe next episode we dive into a little bit of, of how Brady uh, formulated his basketball love, maybe how what it's like going to Detroit Pistons games uh, growing up. So that's what we're going to tease for episode two. But as far as this one is concerned, it's all but wrapped. Brady, again, thank you for joining me, and I look forward to next week. Betcha, Zach. We'll talk to you guys later.